At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Pro Football Blitz, with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. My partner, James Salinas, joins us via Denver, Colorado, as we get ready to jump into the NFL Week 11 card for the next three hours. James, great to be with you once again. And NFL Weekend is once again upon us, but NFL Week 11 kicked off, of course, on Thursday in Atlanta with the Falcons hosting the Patriots. And a <laughs> couple things here, my friend. I'm feeling better about my Patriots 22-1 to ticket to win the AFC, and you're one step closer to cashing your Belichick Coach of the Year ticket at 20-1. to But if you go back to Super Bowl 51 between the Falcons and the Patriots, the final 17 minutes in regulation saw the Patriots outscore Atlanta 25 to nothing. If you go back to this last Thursday night, for the total 60 minutes, the Patriots outscored Atlanta 25 to nothing. Pretty wild, and what a debacle the, fa- uh, the Falcons are. They've scored three points now, James, in the last eight quarters of football. Rough, rough go of it with the Atlanta Falcons, and they needed to do a makeover. You think about the the Super Bowl loss and blowing that twenty eight to three lead late in the in the third quarter, a handful of years back against the Patriots, and they needed to have a makeover from the front office down to the coaching staff, and really not a whole lot of players left on that Atlanta Falcons roster outside of Matt Ryan, and 
Yeah, Matt Ryan, it's 19 completions in that game, 153 yards, really looked confused, and they went down the depth chart when it came to the quarterback play. Josh Rosen got a shot through an interception. Felipe Franks came in to finish the game. He got an interception, too, and ultimately, yeah, you think about the Patriots continuing to build, and off to, now they started off at home, a lot of games at home, favorable schedule from that standpoint, at least with the home games, but, you know, as they stand right now, going on the road 5-0 and on the road, especially with the young quarterback there with Mac Jones. They're not asking him to do too much here and working through. I think that's what we know we're going to get out of Belichick and a lot of new faces coming to the defense for the Patriots this season. And he's working through that, figuring out his new personnel, how to best utilize his new team on the defensive side. And then the offensive side here, I think we just continue to see Mac Jones get better and better. The game plan is really tailored to making making it easy for him to find the right reads and make the right plays and continuing to feel like they just plug and play when it comes to the running back position. Ramon J. Stevenson, I didn't know who this kid was until a few weeks ago, and kids running like a, a, a KG veteran back there. So, yeah, you're talking about your AFC ticket for the for the Patriots being live and as well as it's really kind of correlated here when you're talking about Bill Belichick being coach of the year. I know there's a few other front runners ahead of him, but here's the thing with that too, Brady. Uh, big showdown here soon enough against Tennessee. Vrabel is the leader in the clubhouse when it comes to the numbers. I think I see him at plus four, plus 500 uh, as the coach of the year right now. But Belichick's going to have his shot at the Tennessee Titans in a week. Yeah, absolutely. A big game coming up for both of those teams. And I think that plays into the Titans game this week when they host the Houston Texans. Of course, the ten- or the uh, New England Patriots, of course, played Thursday. They'll be on extra rest heading into week 12. Uh, you talk about Ramonde Stevenson. He is a, a local kid here in Las Vegas, came from Centennial High School. So kind of fine to watch him have all the success that he's having. The Patriots 7-4 and four now on the year. They've played one more game than the Buffalo Bills, who lead the AFC West at 6-3. and three. But you talk about their soft schedule to begin with, James. They've only won two games at home all year. You mentioned 5-0 and oh on the road. They've won two games at home. They started out the season 1-3. and three. I thought my 22-1 ticket was dead early on in the season. And like you say, the, the maturation of Mac Jones, this defense is really starting to come together. That is no surprise with Bill Belichick teams. You know, the addition of two tight ends, Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, I thought that was going to be a big deal, getting back to what they had before in past championship Patriots teams, the two tight end set that Belichick likes to have on his offense. And it just seems to all be coming together as of late for this team. I thought it might be a flat spot for them with Tennessee on deck and having won four games in a row going on the road to Atlanta on a short week, a team that is constantly looking for revenge. Uh, Matt Ryan has never beaten Bill Belichick in his career, but, uh, you know, boy, it it was just unbelievable. This Falcons team, man, you know, of course, they beat uh, the New Orleans Saints a couple weeks ago. You and I remember that well. Then they just get flattened by Dallas and flattened again by New England. Arthur Smith not going too well in his coaching debut. No, and they were banged up in that one. Corderell Patterson has been the do-it-all. He's been, whether he's leading the team with receptions, targets, or rushing the football, he was not active for that game. So I think that was a big loss as far as the offensive side for the Atlanta Falcons. But, yeah, still putting up a zero and nothing against the Dallas Cowboys the week prior. It's a a complete makeover for that team. And I don't think, well, not quite a complete makeover. They're getting there as far as the turnover of the roster. 
but you're still going to have to make a play and make some decisions at the quarterback position with Matt Ryan. We know what Matt Ryan is, and he's a target sitting in that pocket. And then you have, you, you mentioned it, Atlanta, like a lot of teams have been difficult to figure out when it comes to just the spotty play, as bad as they've been the two weeks prior. But then, yeah, they've come back and have that huge win at New Orleans a few weeks back. Knocked me out of the survivor. That one I remember clearly. So kind of a Jekyll and Hyde team as the Atlanta Falcons, but I think we saw the true Falcons without Corderell Patterson really limited on the offensive side. No running game to speak of. And, you know, at the at thinking about the young the young tight end, Kyle Pitts was not a factor. Belichick always does a great job of identifying what their opponent's strengths are and taking those away. And that's exactly what happened to Kyle Pitts in that passing offense for the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday. All right, let's get to the Sunday portion of the Week 11 card, and we go in official Nevada rotation order. First up is the winless Detroit Lions visiting the 5-5 Cleveland Browns. The Lions are off of a tie against the Steelers, and they have a lot of players that are injured in this game, James, including quarterback Jared Goff. Uh, Cleveland comes in off of a dismantling by the aforementioned New England Patriots in which they gave up 45 unanswered points down in Foxborough last Sunday. I made this line eight and a half in favor of Cleveland, and that was before the news on Jared Goff developed. Uh, updated status there for Jared Goff is doubtful. Looks like it'll be Tim Boyle at quarterback for the Detroit Lions. We saw the line move to as high as Cleveland minus 13 in some spots. Currently, the consensus number on the Browns in favor of 12 and a half points. Your total is at 43. Are you going to get involved in this one? No, I don't think so. I mean, thinking about the Detroit Lions side, Tim Boyle, uh, uh, <laughs> Peter Boyle. I don't know who the hell is Tim Boyle. I was looking him up. He was a backup there at Green Bay for a few years. He's been in the league for four years. He's thrown four pass attempts during the regular season in his four years back up there with Aaron Rodgers. He's got more rush attempts than he has pass attempts, but it's all for negative yards. I got to assume that he's been going into the games and mop up duty, just taking a knee and it, He's got 18 attempts rushing in his career for minus 16 yards. That tells me he's just going in at the end of the game to take a knee. So no experience coming out of Tim Boy, at least being on the field to make throws. Now you mentioned with without Goff there, what does that do to the line? I don't know. Does that help? Does that make it in favor of the Lions with Goff? I think we've seen Goff just uh, through the last few weeks. Just he, he's he's not seeing down the field. He's seeing the rush. He's not seeing the he's not seeing his receivers and the patterns. He's seeing the rush coming, and he, he just looks like he's ready to crumple up. Up each and every time so maybe it's not a bad thing for the Lions I think ultimately Brady we're gonna see run the football we saw that last week in Pittsburgh uh, with Swift and Swift really carried the load because Jamal Williams was not available in that game at Pittsburgh so Swift had a big game rushing the football Jamal Williams is questionable I think he will play on Sunday so give him a kind of the one-two punch between Swift and Williams to pound the football that's what they're gonna have to do with Tim Boyle not have having four passing attempts in his career I think it's gonna be a run heavy game and I think it's gonna be a run heavy game for both sides we know what the Browns want to do and you're going to have Nick Chubb back in at the running back position for the Cleveland Browns and got to be salty from how they just really got embarrassed had a great drive to start the game went down got seven points and that was the end of that kick as far as putting points on the board for the Cleveland Browns against the Patriots so coming back home here yeah I think they're going to look to hammer the football this should be a pretty fast moving game I think both teams are going to have to run the football here was thinking about the under the only concern I had with the under is 
if Tim Boyle has to throw, he's going to have to throw the ball at some point. Does he turn the football over? Does he see the rush coming? Are there going to be some turnovers and short fields for the Cleveland Browns? Was thinking maybe I can find an angle with the team total for the Lions. Where can that be? It was found one under 16 and a half, but it was juiced to like $1.50. I wasn't going to lay juice on that with the Lions, uh, their team total to go under 16 and a half. So I think here in the other piece, it's not going to be a pretty day there in Cleveland. Should be a slow track, probably a, a bad field out there. It's going to rain throughout the game. Some some wind 12 to 15 miles an hour so sets up for an under but this could be clearly a one-way street with the Browns I'm not going to get involved with this I can't find an angle anything you like in this game Brady not really at all no I didn't do anything with this game uh, it's kind of interesting though you talk about the total and the way the game sets up the way you break it down I agree with you they're going to have to run the ball really on both sides and that plays into the hands of an under but if you look at the uh, the Detroit Lions, it seems like every time they put together a real gutsy effort and they come close, they keep a game close and they cover the number, the following week they get crushed. Uh, if you remember, the Philadelphia Eagles crushed them. You know, they put that good, refer- uh, that good effort up against the Rams. They put up a good effort here against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a tie last week. So it would kind of be Cleveland's turn to just hammer the Lions here. Maybe they can get to 42-some points on their own. As per usual, the Detroit Lions, here's something for you, James, if you're thinking about backing the Lions with the points. Of course, they will play on Thanksgiving like they always do. Since 2015, teams that play on Thanksgiving, the week prior, they are 25-11 and 11 straight up, 26-9-1 against the spread, again, the week prior to playing on Thanksgiving. That would be this week, and the Detroit Lions would fall into that category. They're also 6-5 and five straight up, and 10-1 and one against the spread as an underdog. Again, the team before playing on Thanksgiving. I have no idea why that is, James, but uh, that's a pretty hearty record prior to Turkey Day. Yeah, I think, but in this case here, do we want to back the Lions at the money line here, or do you want to? T- no, <laughs> no. I, I just, the, the They've de- covered know, a lot Detroit's of numbers this year, and, and 13, and we know have. that's a lot. Yep, and they have, but I think you got to think the other side. The Cleveland Browns defense has to be really upset, really embarrassed last week, giving up 45 points on the road to the Patriots. They may be looking for a shutout here, and they might get it against this bad Lions offense. Embarrassed, the key word right there. I could probably only go Browns in this game, but I am staying yeah. away. More Pro Football Blitz coming up next, right here on B6. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an extra helping of football with Madden Holiday Madness. Play free in three fantasy football contests and compete all Thanksgiving weekend for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash EA Madden now to get in on the action. EA Sports, it's in the game. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. Just getting underway, breaking down the Sunday portion of the Week 11 card in the National Football League. And we've made it to game number two on the Nevada rotation, James. The San Francisco 49ers, they finally won a home game. They were 0-4 straight up and against the spread at home this season before hammering the Rams last Monday night in Santa Clara. And they really finally looked like that physical team that runs the ball. Kyle Shanahan moves to 5-0 straight up and against the spread versus Sean McVay over the last three seasons. Now the Jaguars will play host this week here in Jacksonville, and they came off of a game in which they had a chance to win late in the fourth quarter in Indianapolis. They end up covering the number, but losing the game 23-17, to your final. I made this number three, James, in favor of the 49ers. It opened up five and a half, and it's bounced around between six and six and a half for most of the week. Currently, San Francisco, a six and a half point road favorite. Now, the Jaguars have been improving, but San Francisco, they looked awful good. That's kind of the team we expected to look like all season long, what we saw out of Monday night. What do you think happens here in Jacksonville on Sunday? They, they, that was the blueprint. You know what the blueprint is for San Francisco. Let's line up and power run. We're going to run the football and we're going to just continue to pound on you and be more physical than their opponent. That's exactly what happened to the, to the LA Rams on Monday night. And, so much of that comes down to Elijah Mitchell. I mean, he's been terrific when he's healthy. He's doubtful for this game, though, with a broken finger. So if he's not in there, Jeff Wilson had to come in in the second half against the Rams, really mop-up duty, but got his first action of the season last week. 
What are we going to see at the running back position? That's really the key here for me with San Francisco is if Elijah Mitchell does not play, and again, he's doubtful to play in this contest against Jacksonville, to me, that's just a big loss. And what does that mean for that 49ers passing attack with Garoppolo? And there's just something sometimes with Garoppolo when he stands back in that pocket. I just don't feel comfortable enough with him, especially when they're going on the road, being a pretty significant favorite here. We know it's a long, it's a short week. It's a long flight. It's an early start if that matters here. But think about the other side, Brady and Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville struggling to score all season long. We knew that was going to be the case coming into the season, and they've lived up to those, those small expectations to see any kind of improvement out of their passing game really just haven't seen it all season long with Trevor Lawrence it's been a struggle really it's it's been the running game if anything with Robinson if he, is he going to be healthy with his foot injury coming into this game but I was really impressed last week the last couple weeks actually with the Jacksonville Jaguars their front seven getting after the quarterback both against the Bills two weeks ago in that upset win nine to six obviously nobody could find the end zone in that game but uh, the the pressure that they were putting on to to Josh Allen really knocking him around not only with the sacks but all the quarterback hits and ultimately between lap with that game two weeks ago and then last week against Indy they fall behind early in that game that could have been an easy mail it in for the Jags hey we're feeling good about ourselves from that big win last week upsetting the Buffalo Bills but they stayed in it and they competed and they fought and it was really that defensive side a lot of pressure on Wentz Wentz was really fortunate that he wasn't intercepted because there was a few balls again you know how he just spins under pressure and just throws some balls up for grabs Fortunate he wasn't picked off in that game, and I think it's really that Jags front seven getting after it. They've had five sacks the last two weeks, 14 quarterback hits, only allowed 22 points to some pretty stellar offenses there. You're talking about the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts. Can they make this a competitive game here? A lot of times, Brady, when I look at this and I want to take the home dog and take those plus points, like, okay, well, if 49ers come ready to play, is there an opportunity? Maybe if it starts to get away from them, we get into the fourth quarter. Can I trust the Jaguars to be able to go down and maybe even just get in through the back door? But right now, Trevor Lawrence, that offense for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the, the lack of a passing attack, that one has me kind of concerned that if the back door is open, can they actually throw the ball in garbage time to get some points on the board? We just really haven't seen it all season long out of Jacksonville. So for me, I haven't bet this game here. I'd probably lean Jacksonville at home as a home dog plus six and a half, but I just don't trust that passing game to be able to, to even get in the back door or keep this game competitive. I don't know. I, I can't. I'm not going to lay it with the Niners going on the road on the short week here as a big favorite, but not with this offense with Jacksonville. I just can't trust it. I'm not going to take the points either. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that we have not seen this game go to seven uh, because I think if it did, you'd probably yeah. see some action grab that full seven points here pretty quickly. And you make the point, James. Uh, I alluded to it there that the Jaguars have been kind of slowly but surely improving. And you talk about the pressure they're getting on the quarterbacks. If you look at their pass defense numbers, that was really a real weak spot for the Jaguars early on. Over their first five games, they allowed 9.2 yards per pass attempt. Since then, they've allowed 5.8 yards per pass attempt. They currently rank 24th in yards allowed per play and 26th in defensive passer rating. They just held the Colts to three points in the second half last week. The 49ers are one of four teams that falls into the situation we like to bring up on the show, James. An underdog that won outright in the previous week, and they move into the role of the favorite the, far, uh, the following week, as they are here at Jacksonville. More often than not, that is a good spot to go against the favorite, meaning a play on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm with you. I didn't have the guts to take the six and a half. I did tease Jacksonville up to plus 13. Are you with me there? If you got 13, would you be involved? 
that that leaves the back door. Now we got a back door. It's a wide double door. We're talking about 13 <laughs> points, double door here. Uh, thinking about it, though, you know, you mentioned the pass defense with the with the improvement that we've seen the last few weeks and really the the speed. There's a lot of it's we know it's a young team there in Jacksonville, but there's a lot of speed and very aggressive. They got nothing to lose either. And they're playing at home and you're going to play San Francisco. Yeah. With the running game, I think that's the key for me. If Elijah Mitchell doesn't play and again, he's doubtful to be in this contest. What does that what kind of pressure does that put on Garoppolo here? And maybe it's getting involved with run. He's only had two games where he's really been efficient throwing the football. Two games over 300 yards passing. Aside from that, a lot of games where he's in the a buck 65, a buck 81, a buck 82 last week. Didn't need to because they were pounding the football. At looking at his player prop for passing yardage, it's sitting at 251 and a half. That might be, if, if I get involved with this before kickoff, that might be the angle I go here, depending on that running game and what Elijah Mitchell's status is going into this. A lot more pressure on Garoppolo. I like the way that they've getting after the quarterback lately out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they're not quitting. They could have easily laid down early down, what, 17 to nothing early against the Colts. They didn't. They kept fighting. They kept competing on the defensive side. Maybe they get after Garoppolo here at 251 and a half. Seems like a kind of lofty total for his passing yards. I might be looking to play that under in the player prop. I agree. That sounds like an awful big number for Jimmy G. We will see. Uh, speaking of the Indianapolis Colts, they will be in Buffalo to face the Bills. The Bills are at 6-3 and three on the season, still on top in the AFC West, having played one less game than the second-place New England Patriots. Indy is at 5-5. Five and five. They've won two in a row and four out of their last five games. I made this line six, James. It opened up seven in favor of the Bills at home, and we've seen this line jump around six and a half or even seven and a half really all week long. Right now, the consensus number right in between there at seven with minus 120 juice on the favorite. 50 is your consensus total. Where do you sit with this one? I took the seven. I'm taking the Colts here. I think this is going to be, you know, it's a rematch from last year's playoff game and a uh, different Colts team coming into this matchup. We don't have, not that Carson Wentz is, I don't know, is Carson Wentz a huge upgrade or maybe a downgrade from Phillip Rivers? At least he, we know he can get out of the pocket, although sometimes his decision making when he gets outside the pocket, not always the best decisions coming out of Carson Wentz trying to play hero ball and force the football. Can they commit to running the football? Because I think if they can, I know the Bills, and you go through all the metrics, and you start looking at the the, the rankings on defense, and the Bills third rank rush defense, and all. But but you got to look at who they've played. I mean, that's really been a pretty soft schedule for the Buffalo Bills up to this point. When you're thinking about their rush defense, and so many times with these bad teams, they're playing ahead. So that these teams, you're talking about Miami that they've played twice. They played the Jets. They're playing Houston. I mean, there's a lot of bad football teams. Those teams can't score what it is regardless of even trying to run the football. So I think that that third overall rush-ranked defense for the Bills might be a little, little misleading here. Well, they're going to get challenged in this game because I think what we've seen from the offensive line for the Colts they are finally healthy coming into this matchup here. This is going to be their fourth but with the starting offensive line, which what they thought it was going to be prior to the season starting with the injuries and the COVID hit that happened to that offensive line. This is going to be their fourth consecutive start together on that offensive line. They're starting to find their rhythm and, and gelling up front. And we've seen Jonathan Taylor really be able to start to flourish these last the last five games. He's had over 120 yards per game rushing the football. Great patience, letting things develop. I think they're fine 
finding their identity again are the Colts rushing the football, take some pressure off of Carson Wentz to not have to play hero ball and force the football here. I like, I, I, I mean, I like the Colts plus the seven. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. Thinking about where the Colts stand on the offensive line, I like that matchup against the Bills. You think about the Bills, a couple key injuries to keep in mind. Star Luatelli, he's out with COVID. Tremaine Edmonds, that's the big one for me. He was out last week with the hamstring, did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday, was limited on Friday through their walkthrough. He's their leading tackler. He's their speedster. He's sideline to sideline linebacker. He's key against that rushing game. I still like the Colts plus seven. If Edwards doesn't play, I'm going to play him on the money line two plus 250. There you go. Sprinkle a little bit on the money line. When we come back, it's consider it, book it, or drop it. And I got a couple more points for you on this Colts-Bills game as well. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz, Brady Cannon and James Salinas. And in the last segment, we were talking about the matchup between the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills going down in Orchard Park. Currently, the Bills a seven-point favorite. They are juiced up a little bit to minus 120. 50 is your total. James likes the Colts catching the seven points and makes some very good points on why he likes that side. A lot of it having to do with some injuries to the Buffalo Bills side. Uh, Here's some uh, points if you like the Buffalo Bills in this game, James. Over the last three seasons, and we talked about this, you talked about that week schedule that Buffalo has paid. They've been or played. They've been getting healthy against bad teams. Against uh, bad teams, the last three seasons, the Bills are 20 and four straight up. 16, 7, and 1 against the spread. That's against teams with a record of 500 or worse. Of course, the Colts have a record of exactly 500. They're also 6 and 1 straight up and against the spread against those teams this season. It goes a little further. Buffalo head coach Sean McDermott, 44 and 10 straight up and 34, 18, and 2 against the spread as a home favorite. And that goes back to his days as a defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Also, of the Colts' five wins this season, not one has been against a team with a winning record. If you take a look at the Bills and the Colts, the weaknesses for these teams, for the Colts, it's their pass defense. And the Bull, or the Bills have received a lot of criticism about not running the football. Now, they got it together a little bit last week in really dismantling the Jets, but that's been kind of their weak point is not being able to run the football. And we know how much Josh Allen likes to throw it. If he is facing a team on the other side there that has a weak defense against the pass, can we expect Josh Allen to pick this Colts team apart through the air? Well, the Colts issues are on the secondary, especially in the safety. Both starting safeties are gone, so they're not playing in this game. That's where there's that's where they're vulnerable is on the back end. However, you think about pass protection. You want to get some of those passes down the field. Things have to develop. This offensive line right now, there's some issues on this offensive line. It's not a very physical offensive line for starters for the Buffalo Bills. And John Feliciano, probably their most physical lineman, left guard. He is not playing in this game. Spencer Brown on Thursday went on the COVID list, right tackle for the Bills. He is not going to play, so they're going to have to move Williams, who's a guard. They're going to have to slide him over to the tackle position. So moving pieces, parts up front on that offensive line, I think it makes it difficult to establish any kind of run game and set up any kind of deep passing attack because I think that's where the key is for me in this game on the other side. I think the Colts are a more physical football team, and I think they're going to show it. I think they're going to win 
the trenches on both sides of the football here. I like that front seven against that offensive line for the Buffalo Bills. You're going to see Leonard getting out there, cleaning up. So is Buckner. They're going to get after it. And I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on the Bills. This is going to be a very physical game. If And again, Tremaine Edmonds. I like the Colts plus the seven. If Tremaine Edmonds does not play in this game, I like Jonathan Taylor to go over his rushing yard, sitting at 73 and a half. And I think I'm going to put some money on the money line plus 250 if Edmonds is inactive for this matchup as well. Don't put too much on the money line because I have the Bills minus one. I have them teased <laughs> down. So we could win both of our bets. Everybody could be happy here. Jonathan Taylor can rush for 100 yards. The Bills win by two points. You cover your number. So um, I, I totally agree. I, I didn't get involved in the spread, and I actually thought about taking Buffalo, but the injuries kept me off there. So I took him down in a teaser to just a one-point favorite. All right, the time has come, my friend. America's favorite game show. It's time to play. Consider it, book it, or drop it. All right, this is a game show we play each and every weekend here inside the Pro Football Blitz. We talk about coaches and player postseason awards, and this week we are going to break down the favorites for comeback player of the year, and I'll start with player number one. This one is pretty interesting here, James. After being cut to start the season, this player has returned home to the team that drafted him and where he also won an MVP back in 2015. Last week, it seemed like he brought his team back to life. He scored a touchdown running the ball. He threw a touchdown through the air. He was off the board as far as comeback player of the year back in November. But now, or prior to the season, rather, he was at 250-1 to to win comeback player of the year. He is back in the conversation. Who is this player, and does he have a shot? No, he doesn't have a shot. Well, that would be Cam Newton going <laughs> yes, back to Carolina. Correct. I mean, we're we're past the halfway point. I think the only way to have a shot is now he becomes the starter full time. I I think it's going to take time for him to just work himself back in the offense here. It's a new team. It's a new scheme. And we saw him come in last week against Arizona and really package plays a lot of red zone opportunities for him. Thro- short throws short running you know you're talking about short yardage runs I, I mean I'm not going to consider that but I think the only way that that would happen is if he runs the table there in the Panthers and they actually win the NFC South and overtake the Buccaneers and I just can't see that happening I agree with you not enough time left it was great to see him return to action and have success uh, with the Carolina Panthers last week in Arizona I'm not sure if he'll see that same success this week we will see All right, I'm going to go to player number three here. We uh, have a little bit less time here left in the segment. I'm going to drop down to player number three, and that was after suffering a season-ending knee injury last year. This quarterback returned in record time, starting this season with his team sitting in third in the division, just one game back of second place. He's thrown for almost 2,500 yards, ranking eighth amongst all quarterbacks in the league. He's thrown 20 touchdowns. That's tied for fourth in the NFL. His only downside is he has 11 interceptions, which is tied for 33rd in the league amongst quarterbacks. His QBR sits under 50 at 49.3. That is 21st in the league. On November 2nd, he was better than 5-1, to one, plus 550 to win comeback player of the year. His odds now have drifted up to 8-1. to one. Who is this player? 
Mr. Joe Burrow coming back from that knee injury so soon and thinking about how he's played in Cincinnati. I mean, I'm shocked that he was able to come back, not only start week one, he was really just like, I think less than nine months removed from major knee reconstruction, being able to step back into that offense and then really start to flourish. I mean, he's such a young player. We forget, feel like we we've seen him this year and, and, Thinking about Joe Burrow, I mean, the guy's just so aggressive. It's just in his nature. He's just a competitor. He's a gunslinger, not afraid to take chances. So it's going to put up some lofty numbers. And as also you mentioned the interceptions sitting there at 11. I think the last two weeks, uh, he got a dose of reality. That whole team did, the Cincinnati Bengals, especially the way they got worked at home by the Browns after coming off an embarrassing loss to the New York Jets. So a little humble pie for those guys. Maybe you consider there's still a lot of time left in the season for Cincinnati to right themselves. And the fact that Burrow's not afraid to take chances and sling that ball over the field, I think we could consider it. I'm with you. Eight to one is a nice price on mm-hmm. certainly uh, what I think is becoming an absolute star in this league. I really root for the kid. I, I love watching yeah. him play at a high level, and I think he's great to watch. We'll see. If you're going to bet him, you might want to take a hard look at betting him prior to this week's game against the Las Vegas Raiders. They are not so great on pass defense, and if Joe Burrow is able to light up Las Vegas, you know, have a 400-yard day and whatnot, obviously that price is going to drop. So, Eight to one may be a good price to consider before he gets into his week 11 contest against Las Vegas right here down the street at Allegiant Stadium. All right, the final player here for the game, James, ending his season last year with an ankle injury. This player is back on track as he has this team in first place in their division. He's thrown for over 2,300 yards. That's 15th in the NFL. He's thrown for 20 touchdowns. That's tied for fourth in the league. He only has five interceptions on the season. That's tied for ninth in the league. He's also got a QBR rating of 59. That is also ninth in the league. This player is a heavy favorite. He was a heavy favorite back earlier this month to win the award at minus 500. Now he's been down uh, back down a little bit to minus 400, but obviously still a heavy favorite to win NFL comeback player of the year. Yeah, the number's too long when you talk about Dak Prescott. It's it's too long. To, I mean, you can, book, you can book it. I can't see how it doesn't happen there, especially you think about where they're standing. With their standings, where they're at in the NFC East and the, the schedule that remains out here, not a whole lot of tough defenses on the, the remainder of their schedule. I think really New Orleans is the only, uh, it's the toughest defense they're going to face to finish out the season here. So I think you're going to see a lot more numbers coming out of Dak Prescott, a lot more wins out of the Dallas Cowboys. But there's a lot of balance on that team too they found their running game and so there's been it's not just all on Dak Prescott's shoulders but considering that I mean we all saw it in real time the injury that he suffered pretty gruesome with that with that ankle injury so to be able to come back just be able to step back out on the field and perform and now performing at such a high level and Dallas the offense clicking the way that it does uh, I mean you can book it I'm not going to book it because the number's way too short you're having to lay too much juice on that to 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 my liking and anything can happen we saw an injury could happen again you don't want to get stuck with a quarterback who got injured again I hope that doesn't happen fingers crossed but that could always happen in the NFL, and now you're stuck with a long number. It won't be one that I consider. Yeah, if you want to make some real money on this bet, you have to lay out a lot of money, and that's kind of tough to have it sitting there for a long time. He certainly is a deserved favorite to win this award. You wonder, is Joe Burrow the only other player you think that could win it, James? I think so. I think with where he, from where they were last year and not even thinking he was going to play, yeah, I think that's the only one I can consider. Dak Prescott probably looking pretty good 
to win that award. VEASAN Black Friday, the offer is here. Black Friday right around the corner. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of our football season, plus 20 bucks to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, it's a limited-time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift. It's all at vcin.com slash subscribe. We'll be right back with more of the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare we are the voice of nascar the green flag is in the air and we are underway the great american race the motor racing network NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes, Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available at VEASAN.com. For you to keep up with any NFL props, head to VEASAN.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best values. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game all right now at VEASAN.com slash NFL. 
Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you back inside the Pro Football Blitz, previewing every game on the card for Sunday and, of course, the Monday nighter. And we have reached the uh, the big game of the day, really, James, in New York, the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. I know you've been waiting for this one for a long time. The Miami Dolphins and their two-game winning streak will be at New York to take on the Jets on Sunday. The Jets are 2-7 and seven on the season. The Dolphins are 3-7 and seven on the year, having just beaten the Texans and then upsetting the Baltimore Ravens last Thursday night. So Miami is on extra rest, and I made them a road favorite by three points. And it's really been right around that number all week. We did see some three-and-a-half start to pop in some shops most of the people had three with some juice on the favorite. Now it's pretty much the majority. Dolphins, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, 44-and-a-half for your total. What's the story here, James? Does the awful Dolphins team show up and we get a competitive game here, or does this team really have something going and they're on an upswing and they uh, can handle the role of road division favorite? I don't think so. I, well, let, let me let me temper that here. Think about who they're playing first, and it's the New York Jets, and it's our buddy Joe Flacco yeah. starting in this game at the. I guess is he the sacrificial lamb here? I don't know. Are they done with the Mike White experiment that was in Canton? They pulled his jersey. Maybe now he's not going to be in there. I mean, yeah, bad game against the Bills last week, but really you're going to go to Flacco because he has the experience to stand in there against the the zero blitz that that Flores and that Dolphins defense likes to run and come and pound the quarterback. I mean, that's what happened a week ago Thursday against the Jacks or against the the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. I think they blitzed over ninety percent of the time on on. Lamar Lamar Jackson's dropbacks and really just, I mean, they totally wrecked the game against Jackson and uh, him, sacked him four times, a lot of pressure all day long, intercept. They got an interception off him that was key. They got caused a fumble as well. So I think they just caught the, the Ravens. We know Thursday games can be really squirrely the short week, especially having to travel and those things can be kind of difficult. And there was a lot of injuries for the Ravens. They've been going through a lot of injuries throughout the entire season. So yeah, maybe they caught him here, but do you want to back Joe Flacco here in this spot? Is that something where I, I mean, he just joined the team like three weeks ago in a trade with Philadelphia. So how much does the playbook, does he really know how much practice time has he really gotten out there with his teammates, with the New York jets? I suspect we're going to see a lot of the, a lot more. Uh, we're going to see plenty of blitzes coming from the Miami dolphins. And I'm not going to, I mean, I can't take either side here. Both of these offenses are awful. Both of these defenses are terrible, uh, especially uh, you think about the the Miami Dolphins and the run defense. But is, are the Jets going to exploit that? Can they run the football at them? I don't know. I think the only thing there was one piece here. I was looking at the player props, seeing if I could find any kind of angle to get involved here. Brady and I did find Joe Flacco. Minus 115 to throw an interception. I think he probably <laughs> it's will. It's a pretty good one, yeah. And it's a, I just figured, yeah, it's low juice. I have, it's not going to be a big play for me or anything. Maybe if I do it, uh, that would be the only route that I go. And I suspect I might do that, considering it's just laying 15 cents. But it'll be a small play, Joe Flacco, to throw an interception. I mean, they're going to be all over him all day. No semblance of any kind of chemistry with his new team out there throwing the ball. You know he's probably going to be late on a number of throws. And he does like to show off that big arm. The one thing that he does have, we know he's going to stand tall in the pocket, and he does have the arm to get it down the field. Doesn't mean it's going to be accurate. Doesn't mean that he won't try to force things. I think he probably will. And there's a there's plenty of potential to be able to get an interception off of Joe Flacco. So at just laying 15 cents, that's probably the only way I'd go is for him to throw one pick. There's a lot of conflicting trends here. Miami head coach Brian Flores is three and one straight up and four and zero oh against the spread. 
versus the New York Jets. His teams held New York to a total of three points in both games last season. The Jets are 8-1-1 in their last 10 games versus AFC opponents when they are home underdogs of five or fewer points. Miami is 1-4 straight up and against the spread in its last five games in the role of road favorite. And remember this too, James, we brought this up last week when the Jets were playing the Bills. New York was 0-6 straight up versus the division last season. When that happens, those teams cover the spread in division games almost 60% of the time in the follow-up season. New York is currently 0-3 straight up and against the spread against division opponents this season. They are definitely due for a cover against a division (laughs) opponent here uh, eventually. Maybe it'll come this week. And again, here's another one of those teams, the Miami Dolphins, in that role of the underdog that wins outright the prior week into the role of the favorite. And that was a huge upset over the Baltimore Ravens last week. Now we put them in the role of road favorite. If I was going to do anything with this game, James, I think I could only go to the Jets side, as, as bad as that sounds. And I'm probably there with you, but I, I can't do it. I can't do it. This thinking about not only with Joe Flacco now getting the start newbie to the to the New York Jets offense, but then that defense has just been so bad. They they're yeah, worse. I mean, the what have they given lap- up? An average of over 40 points the last three games? <laughs> yes. Crazy. They've got 100, 175 points the last four games, 33 points, worse than the league overall. It's just a bad defense. And the one thing with the defense is it, they just don't look competitive. At least what we were talking about Jacksonville earlier in the show. We're seeing them. They're still flying around. They're putting hats, and they're competing. There's a bad football team, but you see the effort and the competitive spirit out there for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not seeing that with the Jets. When you're giving up, you've given up 175 points the last four games. It's just an embarrassment. Where's the competitive pride? Does that show up tomorrow? Maybe it does, but is Flacco somebody that I'm going to depend on to be able to keep me in a game and cover a short number? Nah, no no play for me. It is the Ron Rivera Cam Newton Bowl down in Carolina on Sunday. The Washington football team is in Charlotte to face the Carolina Panthers. Former head coach Ron Rivera now with Washington going up against his old team and going up against his old quarterback, Cam Newton, who has been given the starting nod by new head coach in Carolina, Matt Rule. He's also said that P.J. Walker will get some snaps for the Carolina Panthers as well. They come off of a beatdown over the Arizona Cardinals in Glendale last weekend. That was Newton and Walker's debut. And uh, the Carolina Panthers will now host Washington, who also comes off of a beatdown, 29-19. They upset the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both teams were coming off of their bye week in that game, uh, and Washington gets it done. James, I made this number two in favor of the Carolina Panthers. It's currently three and a half with a total of 43. Where do you stand on this one? Yeah, I see some threes. A lot. I see a lot of threes out here in Colorado too, Brady. A little juice towards the tour of the favorite there at 15 cents in most spots. But I, I think it about the Carolina Panthers and the reunion game for both. You know, with Cam coming back and Rivera. I don't think there's really any bad blood with Rivera coming back. A lot of staffers on the Washington football side that used to be for Carolina. Obviously, I think there's eight former Panther players on that Washington roster as well. For whatever that's worth, I just. It's just for me. It's really hard to get in back the the Washington football team. Just how inconsistent they've been. How poor that defense is. How poorly that defense has played all season. The expectations for that defense coming in, especially with that that ferocious pass rush that we saw at the second half of last season, roll into the playoffs. But you know that that defense, that front four is down half of their starters, young 
blew his ACL out last week in that win over Tampa Bay. Montez Sweat was hurt two weeks ago. He's on injury reserve, so you take those two guys off the board and then getting after the passer. Well, what is the passer going to be for the Carolina Panthers? How many, what are we going to see out of Cam Newton? Obviously, there's just going to be some design packages for him, some short yardage situations, some goal line red zone situations there. He took nine snaps last week. We know he rushed for a touchdown. He did complete three passes, but just for eight yards, but did throw a touchdown pass as well. Kind of makes it hard, I think, for Washington to kind of game plan. They know Cam Newton, but within the construct of the offense here for the Panthers, what can they game plan for? Probably figure when he's got, when he's out there on the football field and taking snaps you got to be thinking he's going to be running the football but I don't trust the Washington football team to get off the def- get off the field they've had one of the worst third down defenses all season long and then you think about the other side for the Panthers it's a young defense but it's a fast defense and very aggressive defense there they've allowed just 29 percent of their opponents drive to finish with the score either a touchdown or field goal that's second best in the NFL so this Carolina Panthers defense if I'm getting involved it's going to be because of that Panthers defense to keep this team to, to be able to beat that number sitting at three I think I'd probably lean towards the Panthers but right now no play for me in his NFL career Panthers head coach Matt Rule is two and four straight up and against the spread as a home favorite one of those wins was last year against the Detroit Lions against an interim coach after the firing of Matt Patricia the other one took place in week one this season against rookie head coach Robert Sala rookie quarterback Zach Wilson both making their first uh, appearances for the New York Jets Ron Rivera lost to his former team last season. Dwayne Haskins was his quarterback in that game who turned the ball over three times. Carolina, another one of those teams that falls into the role reversal, winning outright as an underdog last week. Fast forward into the role of the favorite this week. I did play Washington in a teaser up to plus 10, James. I played a six and a half point teaser to get it to that key number of 10. Also wore my plus three and a half t-shirt here from VEASAN. I'm liking the Redskins a little bit. I'm not ready to make Carolina a favorite. We'll come back with more. Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson start off hour number two right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.